always grooving along to it. Denver Granger Barris, Hawthorne superstar defender. Mate, he's back on the show. How are you? Good, thanks, guys. How are you guys? Thanks for having me. Oh, Denver, mate. Absolutely pumped to uh, to have you back on, mate. What's What's been up lately? What have you been doing over the last few months? Not much, mate. Pre-season's ending, which is a beauty, so... Plenty of footy matches starting up, intra-clubs, uh, match sim training, so it's far more enjoyable than than uh, the pre-season, so it's just good to be back into that. Yeah, all right, beautiful, mate, beautiful. And uh, our uh, harp, our little editing man, he's got a little snippet from our uh, last episode. Now, I won't give you too much context, but I think the preceding <laughs> question was, is number 38, how you, how you feel about it? Harper, play. My locker is right here, so it's right on the corner. So it's it's passable. Like you could definitely hold on to it for career lengths. Yeah, there's a few numbers. Like if they popped up eventually, like I wouldn't mind jumping into. But I personally, I don't believe in the, you know, the I don't know what you call it, superstition of wearing the same number <laughs> in every game you play. So if they if they can't move me down, then no worries. I'll stay with six at and stay with thirty eight and hopefully turn it into something great. <laughs> Now, Harper, now there's a bit of mixed messages there, but I think that last little bit, stick fat, what does that make you think of? That makes me think uh, he'd be sticking with number 38 this year, this year, which he hasn't. Lockie, he's moved to number 24. What, what do you make of that, my friend? Oh, mate, I'm not, I'm not too sure. I think we better ask the man himself, Denver, who's just done a complete <laughs> 180, complete backflip to number 24. I mean, can you explain yourself, please, please? Because Harper and I were big on our numbers on our, on the show. I think Harper actually just, he just brought a number 38 Hawthorne jumper a few months I ago. Did. And now he's got I to return it. I invested big, mate. Now he's got to return it. <laughs> no way. I don't, if, you, if that is true, I will get you a 24 jumper. Um, no, I just, I mentioned that, that I don't believe in the superstition of playing with the same number from like juniors and stuff like that. And I've never played with uh, 24 but, yeah, the opportunity arose to move, move down in the locker room, um, be around some, some good senior players. It's also in, right in the centre of the locker room, number 24. Um, and you can't ignore the history. You know, some of the greats that have worn 24, you don't have to look past Strato, uh, ex-captain of, of Hawthorne. So I thought when I was asked to honour the jumper, I thought it'd be rude to not say yes. Yeah, I like it. So real, so real estate came into the decision-making behind the number change. Absolutely. you, you got to look at all, all the... Uh, <laughs> you got to look at everything. You got to really look into it. So it was the first thing I looked at was, yeah, exactly the, the property value and things like that to make sure that uh, I'd be in good stead. So, yeah, I thought I'd jump numbers, jump ship. <laughs> Mate, i got to say, when I edited that little clip together, I cut out a solid minute of you telling us about the whole, how the locker room works. You gave us a little diagram <laughs> of it at the time. <laughs> so it's a podcast us. as well. I should realise yeah, that. Yeah, like, exactly. I said we'd release it on YouTube so people could see, but we didn't end up doing that. We might do it for this one. Uh, I hope people will check it out so everyone could see Denver's little hand movements there. But tell us, who you've got to your left and to your right this year at number 24, Denver? Uh, on my right, I've got Josh Ward. So I don't know if you guys know much about Wardy, but he's a, he's a new draft pick uh, the Hawks have got. We um, picked him up at number seven, so he couldn't quite beat me. I was pick six, so he, uh, I told him I'd rather he beat me at, at five or something like that, take a bit of the pressure off. But no, so I've got Wardy on my right, who's it's good to get to know some young talent. Um, and then I've got Jacob Kaczynski on my left. So he uh, is an up-and-coming forward. He's a star. He's a great guy. So I've got a, I've got a good couple of locker buddies. And has anyone taken up the mantle of the number 38 jumper? No, it's empty this year. I'm thinking they're going to retire it, to be honest. That's I exactly think, what I was thinking, <laughs> I, think, I think they're going to retire it. Like, greatness last year, five games, was 
probably hard to hard to beat for anyone coming in. No, I'm just kidding. No, um, I think they've left it empty for a reason. They probably think there's a curse on it. <laughs> no, it's a heavy number. A lot of responsibility following yourself, Denver. But I'm sure, hopefully, that uh, some somebody else will be up for it. It'll probably be the first round pick next year. I think 38. They'll all they'll all be coming for it. To be honest, with your permission, of course, though. Of course, I'll have to come through me first. But look, we're not just we don't just want to be talking about uh, jumper numbers the whole time, mate. I want to learn a little bit more about your preseason. So last time we spoke, you were getting through. I think you might have had an um, allergic reaction to the cat at the house, but you know you're over in WA. And so, <laughs> when, when did you come back? Did you spend your Christmas over in Melbourne, or did you wait wait until like, as late as possible before making the trek uh, over the Nullarbor? Yeah, we uh, no, I, uh, I spent a good good couple of months back home. I uh, had to do the quarantine back then, two weeks quarantine, so smashed that out, um, Got was super productive, really enjoyed it to be honest, and then got stuck in a pre-season training while we are at home. Um, and then, yes, yeah, so I got a good couple of months in, did a little bit of travelling and then made the decision to come back over to Hawks, so get a good good six weeks it was, block in before, um, before the Christmas break. With new coach and everything, I thought it'd be the best idea to sort of get over, get get a head start on game plans and things like that. So uh, it was a bit of a no-brainer. It was unfortunate I couldn't get back for Christmas, but that's the way things planned, panned out. Um, yeah, but I, I'm really happy with the block I got in pre, pre-Christmas and then it gave me the ability to really launch when I came back uh, post-Christmas. And you've been telling us your partner's been over recently, but she still is in WA, right? So... Well, we're, we're very interested in this kind of stuff. All, all the off-field matters in your life, Denver. How, how do you, like, get... Keep that relationship going when she's in Perth and you're in Melbourne. Also, just oh, quickly, I, mean, I think you mentioned Harper. You said he told us. He hasn't been telling us anything. You've just been obviously been uh, looking at his Instagram, keeping yourself <laughs> informed. Don't, don't try and play it off. <laughs> hey, mate, I, I will honestly say that Denver told me that in the Instagram DMs when we were trying to sort out time. I haven't been doing any stalking <laughs> in the Instagram. I haven't had yeah. that much time to do prep, but I would have if I could. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah, Abby, uh, Abby's my partner. She's a gem. Um, she's studying nursing back in WA, so she she's in her last year now. Um, we've been we hit our had our uh, two year anniversary uh, couple couple in February. I should know that um, February twenty second. It's actually a good one, lads. I I asked Abby to be my girlfriend on the twenty second of the second twenty twenty. So it's easy for me to remember two two o two two o two o. So I've just I've got that on lock, um, and yeah, so. She came over recently, came over about a week ago and we just had a had a good little chill time together. We only had a week together, so we just sort of went out to dinner most nights uh, and just enjoyed each other's company and then she had to go home, sadly, but it looks like at the end of the year she'll she'll move over with me, so it's uh, really exciting times ahead. Yeah, definitely. But, mate, I'll, just quickly on the anniversary, we actually had a guest who actually forgot his anniversary with his partner, so don't be too harsh on yourself for getting, the, for getting momentarily. But, mate, that, that sounds like you ever had a beautiful little, uh, little week, little rest, and, and now just, he's just quickly, heading into like, the season. I've got to ask, you said you were celebrating your second anniversary on the, the – was it the 22nd or the 2nd of February – 2022. Do you remember what you were doing at 2.22 p.m. that day on that special, special mm. occasion? I think I actually remember. Oh, what? There was something else that was really funny about that day. I can't remember. No, I can't remember. It was probably doing something related to. Harper, something. have you been looking know. at Denver's Instagram again? Is that. Do you know? <laughs> yeah. What happened? Look. Give me the inside scoop. I don't even know. <laughs> I've got no idea. I was, I was just wondering. <laughs> um, <laughs> but lucky, I believe you've got something to ask there. 
Yeah, so I guess talking a little bit, so obviously this was your second pre-season, your second anniversary with your girl partner, obviously, but second pre-season. What's it been like? Because I'm sure they just they sort of just unleash you in your second pre-season. They're not holding you back anymore. You're doing all the sessions. How tough has it been for you? Yeah, it was a, it was a it was a good struggle early on. I'm not I'm not the uh, the fittest bloke ever. Um, f- like aerobic fitness has always been something I've struggled with. So coming into preseason is always pretty daunting. But um, yeah, I just sort of tried to focus on what I could control. So once we got a little later into preseason, we're doing a lot more game style drills where I sort of th- I um, feel like I can really bring my strength. So. I just sort of tried to focus on that coming up while I was still trying to get a good fitness base to give myself the best opportunity this year. And uh, you signed a new contract, two-year deal, uh, another two number there uh, over the <laughs> over the off-season as well. Uh, tell us, like, why, why did the coaches give you that? Why had you earned that? Yeah, I think I think it's um, it took a bit of time. So we started um, contract negotiations about halfway through last year, right when I was coming back from my uh, my knee injury. So they sort of started the conversations and they were a bit stagnant, but it was pretty clear that the Hawks wanted to get the the signing out of the way before round one. So, um, but yeah, it's a bit of a no-brainer for me. I, I uh, I'm a pretty loyal person and. To see Hawks give me the opportunity first, first and foremost through the draft, I uh, I absolutely owed them um, another two years and even further on from that. But yeah, I just really appreciated that and I wanted to show my gratitude. Well, yeah, loyal to the club, not so loyal to the number. But uh, <laughs> 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 wow, you guys are hung up on the number. I'm telling you, I've walked out big time for that number 38 Guernsey uh, because I am a massive Hawthorne fan, as all the listeners know. Uh, but uh, lucky you had something there. Yeah, and obviously, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll leave the number behind, but I'll tell you who's not being left behind is that uh, James Sicily, he's back. I mean, how, how good is it? to have Sis in the back line. I think you mentioned last time how even though he wasn't playing last year, it's like having a second captain. His leadership's unparalleled, mate. What is it like to actually be able to take the field with him? Oh, it's amazing. Sis, Sis is, um, is amazing at seeing the game, like reading the play, but just seeing the game, seeing things that are happening. So I know that if I ever am unsure about anything, I'll go to, go to Sis and he'll be able to give me the mental clarity I need. So... He's, uh, he's been instrumental in my development. Um, I've been latching onto him a bit after trainings and tr- sort of seeing what he does and asking his opinion on certain things. So, yeah, I think he's been instrumental in my development this year. And, mate, uh, Sicily coming back is, yeah, absolutely huge, as you said. And Lockie and I did our ladder predictions, and I was thinking, Sicily coming back, that really, really is big. I reckon that could make... Hawthorne improve a lot. So I had you guys pushing for the eight. I'm not just doing this to impress you or anything, but I must say. So, like, most people didn't have you quite that high. Do you reckon you can push for the eight this year? Are you feeling it? Oh, absolutely. The sky's the limit. I think there's no there's no limit to what a squad or team can do when they put their mind to things. You know, we've got a brand-new coach, brand-new system, and there's going to be a, a bit of an adjustment period. But um, depending on how well we take it and how well we can all – sort of get the job done, we'll sort of determine our ladder position. But, yeah, I'd be rude to say that we weren't pushing for a finals berth. I mean, if I don't think you find any club that say they aren't, aren't pushing for that. So, no, we're just going to put our best foot forward and if, if that's the way that uh, it takes us, then you beauty. Yeah, perfect, mate, perfect. And you've touched it on a, a fair bit, um, new coach. What's it, so tell us a little bit more what it's like playing under Sam Mitchell. 
Yeah, Sam's super hands-on. It's really, really, really good. He's got a great relationship with every player, and I think that gives him the best ability to to give really good feedback depending on how the player will best take it. So, yeah, his, uh, his specificity towards each player individually is a, is a really, really good trait to have as a coach, and I can't see him losing that through the mundane crap that is AFL football. So... No, I think um, I think Sam's very good, and I think um, a lot of the boys have a lot of respect for him. So he's he's learning the ropes as he's, he's new, but he uh, I have no doubt he'll be a great coach. Yeah, sounds like he's doing a tremendous job down there. But obviously, you're still involved in the club last year. Like I think was he the coach of the VFL program last year, or so yeah. ha- have you noticed anything different, or has he been pretty much exactly the same? Pretty much exactly the same. He sort of has. Has his pillars, and he, he brought that. So he's, you know, a lot of things that he he really drove hard at Box Hill, and then uh, the simplicity of that stayed when he brought it to the Hawthorne list. So there's some things that have been ramped up in terms of details and all that, but the uh, the overall message is is very similar with Sam, which is a really refreshing thing to come from a senior coach. So what should we expect from the uh, Sam Mitchell led Hawks this year at Denver? Hopefully just lots of wins, like wouldn't that be great? Uh, lots of goals, like just attacking brand. We're going we're gonna to really push for, uh, to play as fast as we can and, and try and really, uh, yeah, just really bring it to our opposition. So hopefully that's what you guys will see. Yeah, how have you felt like the boys have gone through the first couple of preseason games? Because I think you played Richmond maybe, was it down in Tassie? Um, yeah. And then you also also played Collingwood in just a, in a scratchy, mate. How, how did you find it the first couple of games? Yeah, I think we we played Collingwood first and, and there was a few things we sort of went into that game a bit unclear and um, Sam's ability to recognise that and then simplify coming into the Richmond game was really, really instrumental. I mean... Um, it was a we still we still lost against Richmond, um, which is a very highly talented team. But we sort of nailed in on a few things that we needed to work on, and I think that really held us in good stead for this year coming up. Your personal goals for this year, you, you got on the park five times last year, as you were mentioning before. Well, so lo- looking to improve on that, obviously, hopefully, being named in round one, which we'll touch on later. But um, t- tell us what you're aiming for this year, Denver. Oh, just to put some consistent footy together. I'd like to. I think when I'm I'm playing my best best footy, I'm I'm the best player I can be for the team, and I think as long as I can bring that with me this year, I think I'll give um, I'll give 100% effort for the Hawthorne team, and hopefully some success will follow that. But in terms of personal goals, I've got I've got some small goals in regards to my weight and um, nutrition and things like that. But yeah, just 100% to play consistent footy and stay in the best 22. Can you tell us a little bit more about those weight and nutrition goals? Yeah, Not so too much I, uh, Uber Eats. Nah. yeah, no, no very Uber Eats, no Maccas after a late night. Um, <laughs> no, nah, just trying to. I I, uh, I got quite sick before before the Christmas. Um, I had an iron infusion, and then yeah, just it knocked me about for a few days, and I wasn't able to eat, and ended up losing about four kilos. Um, so just trying to rebuild that, rebuild my strength. So I'm back up to about eighty four kilos now. So put on about six kilos since. Since Christmas, which is good, but also at the same time trying to manage that whilst not breaking down and overloading my body, which has been a which has been a challenge, but it's a it's a new challenge and something I'm going to have to face throughout my career. So uh, it's been good. Jeez, yeah, you've had a pretty tough tough start to it. First was obviously injuries, and now uh, the iron deficiency. How do you plan on manage, managing that throughout? Like, and also how t- frustrating it must be that just when you think your body's feeling okay, then something else happens with your health. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's a frustrating thing, but 
Um, I spoke a lot to Connor Downey, who was drafted with me, who has sadly broken down with a few injuries, few niggles back to back. And um, yeah, at first it's it's super easy to just fall into this hole of pity and um, anger, but there's, there's nothing that comes of that. So um, working with the psych and trying to develop strategies to best attack your prehab and focus on getting the best help that you can in order to make sure it doesn't happen again um, is a massive focus. So, but yeah, we do a lot of a lot of prehab, which is prehabilitation, making sure that we give our bodies the best chance to not break down and, and remain strong throughout the whole season. So, just focusing on that, I reckon, gives me the best chance. And you, as mentioned before, being named in the round one team just tonight, you got a Zoom meeting in about 10 minutes, so we've got to race through this last bit here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, named against North Melbourne, Sunday, one ten at the G. Very, very exciting stuff. Uh, t- how are you feeling about that game? You feeling good? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's always an honour to be named in a round one side. I missed out last year, which was a bit of a bummer, but yeah, to come back in this year and, and put my name up for selection was a real honour to eventually get picked. So, yeah, we've got a, we got a game this weekend and it's going to get into preparation mode, probably starting tomorrow, go get a haircut, <laughs> start focusing <laughs> on the hydration, nutrition. As you can probably see, I'm getting a bit bit long up top. So, um, yeah, just trying to take it a day at a time. We've got a uh, Barra's Yama, which is captain's run on, uh, on Saturday. So, uh, yeah, just taking it day by day. And quick thoughts on North Melbourne, Wooden Spoon last year, but lots of lots of people have got them rising up a bit. Yeah, well, they've got some. They've they've recruited some great picks. You know, Jason Horn Francis. You can't look past pick one. He's a he's a well rounded player. So fingers crossed, I get to spend a bit of time on him uh, when he comes down forward. And I think he likes to run and jump, which is exactly what I like to do. So hopefully, I can teach him a lesson. I think Denver's planning on putting his knee in the back of his head, <laughs> <laughs> unofficially. <laughs> no, nah, just marking around, just marking around. But I want to know. So, if Hawthorne isn't in it, so we're taking Hawthorne out of the equation. Who do you think will win the AFL Premiership in 2022? Oh, I think I think it'd be rude not to look past uh, the Melbourne Demons. I think they they are a class above. Um, I'm good friends with Track. Um, Christian Petrarca and yeah I think he's an absolute bull and I think he's going to be one of those unstoppable mids for a long time so I'm going to back uh, I'm going to back the Melbourne Demons in Plenty of people are but finally and the final question that we always ask on this it's always what's your life philosophy we've asked that twice uh, and I think you're probably <laughs> going to give the same answer a third time and you said have courage and be kind but can you tell us about a time perhaps in the off season pre-season the last six months since we last spoken to you Maybe time we've thought about that or really used that. Yeah, I think especially early post Christmas um, in the preseason, I was really struggling mentally with just the challenges of of preseason, not being able to see the family over Christmas and um, not seeing the doll, seeing the girlfriend. So yeah, it was a bit of a battle mentally, and um, I sort of went into the club with a bit of a pessimistic mindset, which was really not good for my footy. So I think I was about. Probably about six or seven weeks ago, I sort of decided that it was enough, enough of the wallowing in self-pity. So, um, yeah, I had courage and be kind was was my focus coming into the later six weeks um, leading into round one. Did, did you talk to people to kind of make that decision to stop wallowing in self-pity or was it entirely uh, kind of your, of your own choice to do that? Yeah, it was a bit of my own volition, I reckon. I, was, I can quite literally remember exactly where I was. I was in the car... 
Um, woke up, was tired after only sleeping six hours or something. And, um, yeah, I remember being at, I'm going to be very specific, I was turning off Warrigal going onto the Monash Freeway. Um, I was at the lights before you, you filter onto the freeway and I just, I don't know, I just took a deep breath and went, I've had enough. Like, I'm just going to walk into the club with a smile um, and just take it day by day and, yeah, stop living in this um, mindset of worrying about the training session coming up or the training session that's just been, I was just going to focus on the present and that, yeah, sort of gave me the ability to launch from there. Yeah, did you do a lot of, like, sort of, like, mindset stuff at the club previously from that? Like, sorry, sorry yeah. previously before that? Yeah, we do we do mindful mindfulness most days, um, pre pre meetings and things like that. It's a really really good way to start off the day, get get the mind back into the present, um, some set goal setting for the day, things like that. So setting your intentions, which can be really crucial, but I found it extremely beneficial. Was that a thing that you did at all before? I know I know we said a final question about three minutes ago, but one one more <laughs> then, one more. Um, You're right. We, uh, did you know anything about mindfulness before stepping into this professional AFL environment? Because it's not, uh, well, maybe more so now, but previously it wasn't considered a very masculine, tough guy thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. I think my my mum, um, Mandy, she's she's been really, really good in that regard. Um, she came up with the "Have courage and be kind" uh, quote. Um, yeah, but she's been super big on being in the present, um, not being optimistic, not being pessimistic, you know, not looking too far forward, but at the same time um, staying positive. So, no, uh, I've, I've known of mindfulness. I haven't really put too much time into it, but now I'm at the Hawks, so I'm, I'm finding myself doing it every day. Yeah, perfect, mate, perfect, mate. It's it's great that it's getting results, and I think we better wrap up here. We know you have a meeting. I don't think it'll be the best thing if uh, round one team <laughs> meeting you're late to, so uh, we'll, we'll let you go here, mate. Um, hope, hopefully your mum, I love the quote, can get over for a few games this year. Um, has you been able crossed. to watch it yet? No, not yet, not in person. Fingers crossed no. then, fingers crossed, fingers mate. Crossed. Well, we'll let you go here. Thank you so much for jumping on, mate, as always. Pleasure's mine. Thank you for having me, guys. Really appreciate it, mate. Thanks very much. And listeners, stick around for a sec because we've got a couple of things to say after the show, but Denver, we'll leave it there. Thanks very much again, mate. Thanks, guys. Now, guys, thank you very much for sticking around. You know we don't usually do outros. We haven't done one for a long, long time, but we've got quite a, a big announcement here at Wedge Web. Again, Lockie, you've got something to say. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, a bit sad to say, but uh, I'm stepping away from the uh, the podcast. Um, I just want to focus on the mid-season draft. I've had all 18 <laughs> clubs contact me. Nah, nah, just kidding. I'm unfortunately heading into full-time work this year. Um, incredibly busy and I uh, d- just don't quite have the time to put the same energy energy required but I'll still definitely try to pop on every now and then but to be honest I think you're yeah, this is probably better for the podcast and the listeners because you are in amazing hands I mean Harper just puts so much time and energy and just love into the podcast and man like he I think it's going to become real special with just him at the helm so I I'm, can't wait to listen along for the journey Harper you're a great man it is honestly it's been an honor to work alongside you for the last year and a half and I just can't wait to see where you take this thing mate because I, I think the uh, the sky is the limit, the stratosphere is the limit for you. And I'm going to cut you off here, say thanks for the listeners so you can't say anything nice about me, mate, but seriously, <laughs> I, it's been a pleasure, man. So thank you so, so, so much, and thank you for all the support from everyone. Cheers.